Hello and welcome to the show brought to you with the support of Media Proxy. Today we're talking to a company we've been following for many years, in fact formed in the same year as us in 2005, and one that has innovated in the test and measurement space with focus on transition from HD to UHD, 4K, SDI to IP and SDR to HDR. Yes, we'd like to welcome Fabric CEO, Philip Adams. Hi, Phil, great to see you. Yeah, hi, Simon and Matt. It's good to see you after all this time. We've had a couple of years in the doldrums, haven't we? It's been been a while. Now, (laughs) Phil, the Fabric's journey has been a huge success story since uh, 2005, but obviously no doubt without its challenges along the way. Um, but for those that might not have been following you as closely as we have, can you give us a quick recap of how it all started and some background into Fabrics? Yeah, of course I can. Uh, Fabrics was formed uh, back in 2005 uh, when actually I thought at the time the world of broadcast was complicated. Little did we know what was coming. Um, so back then it was all about <laughs> the introduction of 3G SDI and that was the wave, the technology wave that Fabrics was born on. Um, and at the time, test equipment for 3G SDI was expensive and quite rare. Uh, a lot of companies just had one bit of test kit. Um, but over a three-year period, we developed the handheld range, the SX handheld range of instruments. Um, and suddenly, uh, you could afford to have one uh, yourself, maybe in the R&D department on your on your bench. Um, and you know, and you know, sales took off, um, and we've sold something like 8,000 of those units to date. Um, so that's the effect. Um, once you've got some intellectual property, you're, you're looking around for ideas as to what to do with it next. Um, and we hit on the idea of a rack mount range of products. So we invented the RX range. Uh, that was introduced in 2011. And that allowed us to improve that intellectual property, to add to it things like QC and signal monitoring. So a lot of extra features that we hadn't, hadn't got on the SX range. That was the RX. Um, and the, the whole broadcast industry carried on evolving. And around 2016, we uh, realized that we needed to introduce a new product that would address the hybrid, uh, what was a hybrid world then. Uh, there's lots of hybrids. Uh, this particular hybrid was the hybrid IP and 12 gig SDI. Um, but you've also got standard, standard dynamic range and high dynamic range. You've got HD, you've got UHD. So a lot of, a lot of technological challenges uh, and that's what uh, introduced the QX. So that was a very big introduction for Fabrics then. Uh, three years later, August 2019, saw the company become part of Leader Electronics. Up till then, Leader were effectively a competitor of ours. Um, and now we work with Leader, and we're uh, over two years into that relationship. Uh, business is good, and Fabrics yeah. continues to grow. Um, in mid 2020, um, we developed the QXL. Now, we already had the QX, and that was aimed at, at, at uh, IP and SDI connectivity. Um, but what the whole world hadn't really realized was it needed 25 gig IP, not 10 gig IP. And that was a whole new generation of chipsets. Um, so we introduced the QXL based on the QXL, on the QX, based on the QX technology, um, but with 25 gig IP interfaces and much more capability. And that's a true UHD 2110 12 gig SDI uh, true hybrid product. And I'm proud to announce that in November at the NAB Show 2021 awards, it's a winner. And it's a winner for monitoring and measuring tools. So, yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Um, 
for us all, I think, supporting the many challenges of this dynamic broadcast market that we have. Um, there is a curse, a Chinese curse that says, may he live in interesting times. And I would say we certainly do. Um, however, <laughs> we can see it as, as a bad thing or a good thing, I guess. Um, we've got all that change. We've got all the uncertainty and danger for, for businesses. Um, but that just breeds creativity. And that's what I personally enjoy. And that's what, and that's what we're about, really. Uh, so the whole industry is continually reinventing itself. And um, I'm also proud to be part of a network of, of people really that support each other. Um, so we're also part of AIMS, AMWA, SEMTI, and we're trying to, we're, we are playing a, an increasing role in those three bodies uh, and also working increasingly with industry partners um, to enable uh, the industry to buy best in breed. Absolutely. There's been, there's been a lot of creative innovation this year. But you mentioned there the, the QX, Phil, um, and I believe there's some news to, uh, related to the, to, to the latest release on the QX. Is that right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So we've been working incredibly hard um, for the last six months, really, on a new release, which is we can't get four or five, um, but it's a, yeah, a very important release. So I'm going to share a slide with you, um, with, with you now. So hopefully you can see that. Um, so this is this is the four or five release. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, it represents an awful lot of work. Um, so the key key things in this release: three brand new software releases or software licenses uh, for the QX and QXL range. Um, so we have the we have a PCAP license, which anyone who works with with IP interfaces will have heard of. Um, you use those files with Wireshark, and it allows you to understand what's happening on a network. Um, we've also got a new license called Extended UHD, and that's bringing in the higher payloads uh, for 2110. Now, that's only on the QXL platform of the QX, um, but that's bringing payloads up in the kind of 21 gigabit range. This is all uncompressed 2110, um, the higher frame rates for 4K with the more exotic pixels, with your 444s and your RGBs and your 8 and your 10 and your 12 bits. Um, so that's, that's also there. And also we have a, a new Dolby release, um, which will add a Dolby E decoder. I'll come to those in a bit more detail, and I'll just give you a quick overview here. So one of the key things at the moment is to be able to operate remotely uh, from the product. And customers have been pushing us to improve the functionality there. So I can announce that on this new release, you'll be able to use VNC simultaneously with PCAP. Um, and you'll also, uh, at the same time, be able to do screen captures as well. Uh, and you'll be able to manage your file system remotely. So everything can be done remotely and the product will continue to operate. Um, so very powerful in this new world. So you could run a four gig uh, PCAP, just capture that and then download it to your remote location uh, without having to go on site. So that's quite a, quite, quite a big mm. step. Um, yeah. We've also modified the audio analysis side. So we, when you talk about IP, you talk about uh, lots of different flows. Lots of people have different different ways of approaching that. One of the very common ones is to uh, is to mimic what you used to do in SDI. SDI was all about groups of audio. So you would have four groups of audio, and each group would have four channels in it. A lot of people have copied that yeah. within their IP networks. So they now have four audio flows with four audio channels in each flow, and that's how you get to 16. Um, so we've been modifying the product. We've got some new mods. And we mimic that setup, particularly uh, popular in Everts kind of systems, 
Um, but that's part of this release as well. So pretty powerful. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to uh, the next slide. Okay, so we, we're updating NMOS. So NMOS is a pretty, um, it's a pretty complicated subject, but NMOS is all about making 2110 happen, really. And it's all about um, democratizing, democratizing the right word, I'm not sure. But it, it's all about allowing multiple companies to contribute best-in-breed product yeah. to large networks because you have a common, common control method. And we've been working with a number of customers who've had problems in their networks. And we've observed that NMOS is uh, often at the root of this. Uh, a lot of products are not NMOS ready. Some of them kind of spoof NMOS in, in the way they've been designed. And NMOS is a pretty complicated subject also. So we've modified the tools to give you a whole lot of uh, a visibility on this. Uh, so on screen, you can see we have a number of windows there. A lot of these are new to the product. And it's all about something called ISO 4, which is all about discovery and something called ISO 5, which is all about connections. So within this new release, our signal generators are now fully NMOS connected with ISO 4 and ISO 5. And you have these new screens. We have the, um, well, bottom right there, you can see the NMOS receiver screen uh, with the 16 ticks. That's looking at the SDP files. It's saying, you know, have I received them? Are they active? Is everything working correctly? So this is giving you visibility on the operation of, of NMOS. Uh, top right there, that's linked to a sender, and that's allowing you to look at every single floor that you're creating and to look at the SDP files that have been created for those floors, and that gives you a visual indication of that. Top left is telling you all about connection, connection for each of the floors related to senders, and bottom left is looking at uh, all the connections related to receivers. So this is all about bringing visibility to NMOS. Um, we're testing measurement uh, using our product. You can now get an awful lot of visibility on what's happening. Um, now, once you're using NMOS and you have a complicated system, you sometimes have issues um, with those STP files, with it being correct or incorrect. So we've built a lot of tolerance into the system now. And in particular, we have a new feature which allows you to ignore parts of the STP file. You'd have thought that would be against, against the principle of NMOS. But yeah. if people are getting things wrong, then you sometimes have to work around that. So that's a new feature which allows you to ignore certain promises of SDP in certain systems. So that's quite a, quite a powerful one uh, for, for some of our customers with large, large established systems that have built-in flaws in the way they're operating currently. Okay, so in addition to NMOS, we've created a new PCAP license. Now this is a, a really powerful feature. Uh, PCAP is the capture of packets, so PCAP for capture. And this is looking at packets on the, on the IP interfaces. Now, I, our interfaces run at 25 gig. Uh, we've got two of them, uh, so you've got a 50 gig payload. A lot of competing products cannot capture at full line rate. But if you want to really understand what's happening on that network, um, then you need to capture at full line rate. And that's what the QX and QXL can now do. So they'll do it up to 50 gigabits per second. Um, 25 on each network. Um, you can control what you what you capture. So you can either capture complete packets uh, or you can capture just headers. Depends what you're interested in. Depends what you're looking at. Um, you can kick off the start of it automatically, manually, delayed. Um, I can I can capture against file size. I can capture against duration. But I have two physical hard limits. 
In a QXL, it's a four gigabit, four gigabyte PCAP file. And in a QX, it's a one gigabyte PCAP file. But a very powerful system. And that's a license to any system that we've shipped, a software license only. The next one we've been working on is this extended UHD. So these are the higher payloads. If this was SDI, this would require two 12 gig links. But we're doing it in IP here, so it's part of the 25 gig network link. This particular signal is coming from a company called 7Sense. We have a 7Sense server. Uh, that's using NVIDIA technology, Rivermax, and some of the NVIDIA NICs. Um, we're working a lot with companies like this um, in order to uh, enhance the product features we have and to widen the market for our products. Um, so this latest release will support these higher frame rates in 444, RGB, YCBCR, um, 8, 10, and 12-bit. So this is, this is um, these are, you could see them as rather exotic formats if you're a, if you're a broadcast-only person because you're probably used to 42210-bit. Um, but if you're interested in post or you're interested in um, these LED video walls for set, for sets, etc., cetera, um, then these are the kind of tools you'll be looking at. Um, it's going to be decap initially um, and generated to follow. But we have that in the lab working now, and it's also part of this release coming out. Um, additionally, we've got a new Dolby E license. So you can see the windows on the right there. The left window is showing us, uh, the left top window is 16, 16 ppm bars there. That's showing automatic detection. We can detect E, DD2, that's for Atmos, DD, and also DD+. So we're detecting the type of Dolby on those streams. You can select then a Dolby E stream, and we have, or an ED2, and we have an eight channel decoder attached to that. Uh, bottom right, you can see a display, which is the metadata display. And this is showing you, um, you can see um, all that detail in the bottom half. So all the, all the white text on a gray background. There are all the parameters, that's the metadata related to both, in this instance, to both program one and program two. A lot of these windows are scalable. Um, and a lot of, where you see the little triangle on the left-hand side next to the number one and the next to the number two, that opens up that data. So you can see it as a one line or you can see all the data within it. Um, it's also got a LORO down mix. It's in the full channel, eight channel decode. It's, uh, it's uh, and also that decode and the down mix are monitored. On the right-hand side at the top, you can see that in, in meter, being metered. So the decode can also be metered. And across the top of that, you can see the little speaker symbols. So you can listen to any channel, either before or after Dolby Decode, I guess. You can look at ch channels which are coming in PCM or channels which have been decoded. It's got Dolby frame ind indication. It's got CRC stream monitoring, and it operates in all boot modes. So this is bringing Dolby E to a 2110 world. Um, you'd have thought that may not be required. However, we're seeing loads of interest in this. We thought Dolby E might be reducing in popularity, but believe me, there's lots of interest in Dolby E for use in 2110 environments. So, so this is a, a large software update, um, bringing all those features to an already feature-rich product. Mm. Give us an idea, Phil. I mean, that that that's you know, there's you've got a, a packed feature update there, and you mentioned on the last slide there that it was opening up. Um, potentially new markets, new customers. Give us an idea of, of what sort of people you might be talking to with the new features that this has. 
Okay. So with with what NVIDIA are doing, they're, they're bringing 2110 to um, a much wider audience. They're making 2110 much more accessible uh, to people. So that's going to start being used in probably in hospital environments, um, as I say, in these, um, these LED wall sets. Um, we've got like a virtual set, so it's going to use in those environments. Uh, there's some very large uh, projection systems going up. Um, these signals will be used in those environments also. So customers like that. Mm, okay. Rick, does it also, and you said exotic formats. That, that, <laughs> I'm wondering whether they actually also fit into the cinema world, into the iron cinema world. You're talking about, um, you know, uh, you're traditionally a broadcast product. Um, and yes. yes, okay, uh, that comes into, you know, that goes into <laughs> the big walls and so on. But does this also lead you into cinema? I don't think it leads us into cinema. What it does do, it leads us into post-production, the, the, the step prior to cinema. Um, it, it, it may, yeah, okay. I mean, those, those look, but I mean, you are right. Those standards may, um, because of the, because of the NVIDIA work where they're bringing these technologies to what effectively are standard PCs, uh, with cards at it. So they're no longer, they're no longer a broadcast specific product. Um, they're using a much wider, a much wider uh, market. So, so our products yeah. could be used uh, to test and to monitor those those systems. So, so that does that does broaden it. Um, but uh, what yeah. we are doing, I guess, bringing these um, RGB and four 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 signals to the to the whole product range, uh, which is exactly what you do in post. So it's it's making our products uh, a lot more appropriate for post market. We have some new releases coming out earlier in the year, which will improve uh, the um, improve the instrument set in a post direction so that's something to look out for is this um new update available now phil it's available at the end of this year okay so cool. we're, we're at, we actually have it with a number of customers under beta at the moment uh, but it will be released at the end of this year and i'm also interested this is going off a bit of a tangent but we we've heard a lot about manufacturer chip shortages over the last 18 months has that been something that you've had as a challenge <laughs> You bet. <laughs> this has been the craziest <laughs> period of time I have ever known. I mean, certain chips, you know, we've had to pay 10, even 20 times what they normally cost um, in order to, in order to wow. keep the production lines running. Um, and, you know, our, uh, you know our, our, <laughs> our purchasing manager is, you know, he's bold for a reason, you know. <laughs> <It's like> to, <laughs> This is a very, very, I've never seen it like this. It's a very, very stressful time. Um, we've had, our main chip supplier um, has said to us, um, you know, we're going to increase the prices 20% across the across the board. Uh, all those orders that you expected in six months, we're not going to ship them. We're going to, we're going to have 12 months to it. We'll ship them in 18 months. Um, and, oh, and, and by the way, we'll ship them in 18 months, but it's a non-cancellable, non-returnable item now. <laughs> you just wow. think, wow, yeah. Right. So we're living in that environment. What, yeah. what I can say, though, uh, although fabrics has been affected uh, in that it's yes, it's been harder to make equipment. Um, it's only delayed us a couple of weeks generally. So in the main, we can ship more or less from stock, uh, and all the way through, we've managed to make shipments. We've only ever been, say, let's say two to four weeks uh, lead time at times, um, mm. but we're you know we're doing really well. Um, but that's down to the hard work of the team here, I have to say. Mm, good. Absolutely. Great. Good to hear. Now, these updates, 
to the QX that we've been concentrating on. Yeah. Is there going to be a place we're not going to see a show? Is there anywhere where people can see a, a, a demo of it in action? Okay, so we've got a we've got a we've been working on the on the website. So we've got a um, there's an awful lot going on on the website actually. Uh, there's an awful lot of extra extra stuff on there now. So we're putting we're putting product demonstrations right. on there. Um, we've got custom stories. We've got application notes. Um, we've got the usual stuff, manuals, uh, brochures. Um, yeah. yeah, so lo lots and lots of features, and it's all on the website, on the Fabrics website. Yeah. Cool. We'll, okay, be sure cool. to, we'll be sure to check that out. Thank you very much, Phil. We do, we do normally get to see you in person at, at trade shows around the world, but it's been a while. So fingers crossed, hopefully 2022, we can get to see you and your, your range of solutions um, at a show. And uh, yeah, people can find out everything you want to know at fabrics.com. Um, especially, of course, all the full features that Phil's been talking about on the latest Fabrics QX series. Thanks to Media Proxy for their support of Kit Plus TV, and thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.